0: This is the New York Crimes. Previously, two brothers, Albert and Wallace Wren, lived an underachieving existence in Brooklyn until they were hired by a mysterious reclusive writer to be private investigators for his detective agency. They are about to receive their first case, but first, it's time for an acting lesson. Is
1: it time to Is it time to celebrate? Can I help
0: you two? Sorry, no, just waiting for someone. Well, maybe you can meet them somewhere else. This was a private service. It's a sensitive time. Sorry, we'll wait over there. There she is, hugging that old lady. I think she saw us. She's coming towards us. Let's keep walking.
1: You boys write for the blog, The New York Crimes, right?
0: Are you Eva?
1: The New York Crimes blog.
0: You work for Norman Avery, right? Oh my God! Ow!
1: I know you guys are new, but I thought you were smart. Even if Norman didn't tell you the blog line, you should have picked up. Whenever you meet one of Norman's fellow employees, you introduce yourself by asking if they're a blogger for the New York Crimes.
0: It's a secret code blog. Isn't that a little cheesy? But if someone gets a hold of the code?
1: Make fun of it all you want, but it sure sounds better than asking if you work for reclusive writer Norman Avery's underground detective agency.
0: Fair enough. Got it. Did you know the person who died?
1: Who? Oh, no. I don't even know her name. I'm doing research. I'm trying to bring more genuine feeling to my work, so I've been putting myself in situations or places that will make me sad and upset. Funerals, support groups, hospitals, hospices, battered women's shelters...
0: Holocaust museums.
1: Funny. I used to hook up with douchebags in Brooklyn, and then they treat me like shit, or not text me back, and it really lowered my self-esteem. Now I deliberately take home dudes who I know are going to treat me like shit, because I can use and draw on those feelings of low self-worth in my work. Hmm.
0: Norman said you can give us some acting lessons.
1: Oh, right, right. Okay, well, we're about a five-minute walk from my place. What you have to remember is that you're often going to be pretending that you're someone that you're not, There are going to be many imaginary and false circumstances, but if you find the truthfulness in those circumstances and in the characters you're inhabiting, then I think you'll be very successful, both in acting and in acting. Okay, for the first exercise, I want you to both stand face to face. You need to look each other in the eye. Now, you are going to take turns making observations of each other. Wallace, you go first. Make an observation about Albert, and then he has to repeat that observation in the I pronoun. So you might say to Albert, you have brown hair, and he would say, I have brown hair. Got it? Okay, go.
0: You have brown hair.
1: I have brown hair.
0: You have a blue shirt. I have a blue shirt. You have black shoes. I have black shoes.
1: Okay, maybe go beyond the color observations.
0: You're wearing a good shirt. I am wearing a good
1: shirt. I'm going to stop you right there. These observations need to be observational, not judgmental. So you saying your brother has a good shirt is not an observation. It's a judgment. Instead, you might say your shirt is buttoned up to the collar.
0: Okay. Your arms are at your sides. My arms are at my sides. Your your top button is buttoned. <laughs> my top button is not. Oh, I... No, it's sorry. It's not. It's <laughs> It's not button. No stop! Your top All
1: button right. Is not button. Stop! No stop! Just shut up! Shut up for a moment. You're losing the focus of the exercise. Okay, just.
0: I'm sorry. This is a little silly. How will this relate to our being investigators? It barely has anything to do with acting. Maybe you could teach us some accents or how to cry on cue.
1: Excuse me. It has a lot to do with acting. It's the main and beginning exercise in the Meisner School. I spent a whole semester just doing this exercise at NYU. You're observing and responding to each other's behavior and reading the subtext. The work you're going to do for Norman will be all about picking up the clues in the subtext of what other people are consciously or subconsciously saying. Now let's try it again. Albert, why don't you lead? You can say the same observation over and over again if that's easier.
0: You're standing in a corner. I'm standing in a corner. You're standing in a corner. I'm standing in a corner. You're standing. In a corner. I'm standing in a corner. You're standing in a corner. I'm standing in a corner. I like Ava's Place. I think we should move to the Jefferson stop. Great parties out there, and Bedford Avenue's getting a little bro-y these days, don't you think? I'm still having the movers come this weekend. I'm moving back to Westchester. What? I thought we were taking this job. What job? I mean, what was that back there? Acting classes? NYU Drama School 101? We just got an email from Norman. Albert and Wallace. Eva informed me that you completed your first acting lesson. She said that calling your acting skills amateur would be generous. That makes me less than confident about assigning you to a case, but I'm overbooked and I'm going to send you right into the field. The client is Max Schiff, a popular indie club promoter. I've arranged for you to meet him at the underground venue he runs called the Bushwick Bunker later this afternoon at 4 p.m.
2: So yeah, I'm going to let you know what's going on around here, or what I think is going on around here. I'm not even going to a show tonight because I'm so paranoid about this. Is that guy okay? Who? The guy is sleeping there on the floor in, in the corner. Yeah, of
0: course. He's he's just passed out. Tell us what happened.
2: Okay, so uh, about a week ago, people coming to shows here start complaining about their stuff being stolen. Wallets, things from their bags, one band lost a nice guitar, another some pedals. First I didn't worry too much about it. I mean, that sucks, you know, but hundreds of kids come through here in one night. Some aren't the best people. Stuff's walked out of here before. It happens. But people started complaining about it every night, and I realized that someone, or maybe a group of people, are deliberately coming every night and stealing shit, so I tell my staff to start keeping an eye out, but they don't see a thing. They don't notice anything, but the next night, a few more people get stuff stolen from them.
0: Is there a certain time things get stolen, like towards the end of the night or at the beginning?
2: I don't know. People are drunk. It's usually not until the end of the night when they're leaving, or even the next day that they notice they're missing stuff at all. Anyway, so uh, I've been kind of dating this girl Amy, and the other night we were both here, she was checking out the show. I wasn't standing next to her the whole time, I was hanging out with some other friends, and then suddenly, after this one band set, I I didn't see her anymore. Didn't think of it, maybe she stepped out for some reason, but by the end of the night she still hadn't come back. I called her, texted her, nothing. Can't find her, she's gone. Meanwhile, a couple more people got their bags stolen. Hmm. You think she's the one who's stealing? Yeah, that's what I thought. I was pissed. I went to her apartment, banged on the door, nothing. She doesn't have any roommates. I didn't know what to do. So I I come back here and listen to last night's show to chill out. My sound guy, Frank, records all the shows here from that booth, and then I usually listen to them before uploading them to our website. I was listening to the band who said Amy probably took off during. I was getting really pissed off just thinking about it, and then I hear this thing at the end of one of the songs. Come into the booth. Listen. Let me... let me fast forward a little bit. This part. Listen. What... what was that? You tell me. Listen again. You think that's Amy? Is that her voice? How am I supposed to know? I've never heard what her scream sounds like. I mean, (laughs) not that kind of scream. Nice. But you know, uh, I've got a feeling it's her. It's too much of a coincidence. Around the same time she disappears, there's some female screaming in horror in here. And nobody remembers hearing this when the band actually played? I asked my door guy, uh, the sound guy, the girl serving bar that night, my boy Dominic who runs a space with me, some of the other bands, some friends of mine that were here. Nobody remembers hearing anything. But I mean, it's loud in here and everybody's focused on the band or making sure the band sounds good. Everyone was looking at the stage and drunk. Can we listen to that recording again? Sure. Sorry, I, I, I don't think I can listen to that anymore. It's so weird, yet so familiar. I don't know why it feels familiar. Probably because it's playing on one of my worst fears. What do you mean? I'm not the kind of guy who likes to be by myself. If I am, I start thinking crazy existential stuff that drives me nuts. So I surround myself with people all the time. I always go out. I live here at this venue with 11 roommates. I run the shows here at night. I live in New York City, the most crowded city ever. Always a good time, never lonely. You guys feel me? Yeah, of course. No, I like being alone. Okay. Okay. Uh, Well, uh, you know, in addition to keeping me happy and keeping me from thinking crazy thoughts, I also sort of feel protected. I mean, where would you feel more safe, walking down a deserted alley or at a party with a hundred people? But a couple months ago, I was doing shrooms with some friends and I was having a bad trip. My heart was beating fast and I was convinced I was going to have a heart attack. I even said it out loud to everyone. Guys, I think I'm going to have a heart attack and then I'm going to hell. Everyone was laughing and having a great time, and they just laughed when I said that. I was thinking, oh my god, I am going to die here, and no one's going to give a shit. They're still going to be laughing when I go into cardiac arrest. I know, I know, it was a bad trip, and everyone else was high. If they hadn't been, they would have been more concerned. But, you know, long after the trip was over, that feeling never really went away. You want to know one of my worst fears? Something bad will happen to me when I'm with a large group of people, maybe even friends, and no one will care. They'll still be laughing and having a good time will almost feel like they're in on it, like this is what they've been planning all along. And that, that, that recording I just played is the sound of that fear for me. That's why it's so familiar. Everyone at the show is having a good time. And meanwhile, someone may have grabbed Amy. She's, she's screaming while everyone is cheering. You don't know for sure it's her. Just, just imagine some, someone creeping around here while the bands are playing and taking things and
0: hurting people. Okay, so say the scream is Amy. Someone's dragging her away. She still had to leave the venue somehow, even if it was by force.
2: How many ways are there in and out of this place? Two. One way's on the left side of the back of the room. It's the main entrance. It's where the door guy sits at the top of the stairs. The other entrance is on the right side of the back of the room. That's the loading elevator where bands usually usually loading their gear. So, Amy and whoever may have grabbed her had to have gone through one
0: of those two exits.
2: Yes. They could have left on the loading elevator, in which case nobody might have seen them. But if they went through the main entrance, the door guy would have. Can we talk to him? Yeah. You have his number? No, no, he's here. He's he's the guy passed out on the floor. Well, let's go wake him up.
0: So, did you see Amy leave at any point during the show, possibly with someone? I don't know any Amy.
2: She's a girl that's been hanging out with Max.
0: Black hair and bangs?
2: No, 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 that's that's Melanie. A- Amy's got red hair. I've got a picture of her on my phone here. She looks like this.
0: Sorry, I don't remember her. You always got a lot of girls hanging shift. no offense. None taken. Alright, so you wouldn't have been able to recognize Amy. And you don't have any memories of any girl leaving this place last night looking upset, maybe with some guy who was leading her out? I don't think so, I I just don't really know. Alright, well, enjoy the rest of your nap. Night. So Max, is there anyone that doesn't like you? Uh, yeah, I'd I'd
2: say there are probably some people who don't like me. Anyone you think might be behind this? Um, Amy was always complaining about her ex-boyfriend. She kept going on and on about he was such a psycho and a stalker. Oh, my stalker ex-boyfriend is texting me again.
0: Know his Christian name?
2: Lorenzo Franz. You can Google him. Google Lorenzo Franz Brooklyn, his photography portfolio site comes up. Anyone else? Yeah, there's this other venue a ten minute walk from here called the Trailer Park. Some bands live there, and some weird, weird people. Too weird, even for me. I don't know, calling themselves the Trailer Park and pretending to be all ironic about being poor, except the thing is, I think they are, like, really poor? Hmm. Anyway, some of the people from the Trailer Park have been coming over here and bitching about paying the cover charge and arguing with everyone.
0: We'll pay both Lorenzo and this Trailer Park a visit.
2: Thanks, guys. I didn't want to have to go to the cops about this. That's why I'm so glad somebody told me about your company. Bunker's trying to kind of stay under the radar, you know? We've got an unmarked entrance, we don't have a liquor license, some other stuff is going on that the police don't usually like. We want to be discreet, you feel me?
0: We understand. Well, Max, I think my brother and I are going to talk this over. Then, we're going to continue our investigation. We'll be in touch about our progress. When's the next show
2: here? Friday night. All right. we'll be there if we haven't solved this by then. Thanks, later. 5 p.m.
0: Happy hour. What do you think? Yeah, I could grab a beer. Barcade? Discuss the case over old school arcade games? Exactly. Crud! Rats! I'll get that guy. You run ahead of me and get that monkey that just jumped out over there. Good idea! Die! 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 Yes! So, You want to visit Amy's ex first? Or the trailer park? Doesn't matter. I say we visit the ex first, then the trailer park. What if Max is doing the crimes himself? Think about it, it's his venue, no one's going to suspect him. He's walking around the space, going into the band's room, moving stuff around, and stealing. There's five of them now. Where are they all coming from? Why would he steal from his own venue? It sure doesn't help his space's business. Stealing stuff does help the coke problem, though. His eyes were a little bloodshot. Albert, his left nostril was eroding. Alright, okay. What about Amy? How does that figure in? A Red herring. Maybe she's in on it. Yeah, but why hire and pay private detectives to investigate them? I don't know. Shit! You have any more quarters? I'll go get change. I'll get some more drinks. Hey there. Oh, hi. What can I get you? Uh, two, two Brooklyn Lagers. Sure. That'll be 12 bucks. Here. Uh, thanks. Um, you don't blog for the New York Crimes, do you? What? Do you write the blog, the New York Crimes? No. I don't have a blog. I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry, uh, never mind. What was that all about? That girl. The bartender. She... she was looking at me really strangely. I thought she even winked at me. Yeah, not every cute girl in Brooklyn is winking at you. That's not what I mean. Ever since we joined the agency, I've been thinking that any bartenders, baristas, people we meet at parties, maybe even friends of ours aren't who they say they are. They could even be working for Norman, too or against him. That too. That scream, Amy's scream. It's familiar to me. I have the same fear as Max. Nobody is who they are, are they? You've been listening to The New York Crimes. When we return, the brothers continue to investigate the case and start living the
2: lifestyle of hard boiled detectives.
1: This episode of The New York Crimes featured music by Ava Luna.